In this podcast episode, I'm going to answer some of your questions that you sent me through the DM and give you some advice on what you need to do once you face some problems or adversity. This is the Detailing Business Class Podcast. And welcome back to another podcast episode. Glad to have you here. I know I say the same thing literally every single time, but I am always thankful and grateful that you're listening to a podcast episode. So on this one, I'm going to keep it more casual. Uh, I kind of want to talk to you as if we're just kind of having a conversation together, which typically that's how I talk. But um, on this one, I don't, I'm going to go through some comments, through some DMs that I received, and I'm going to answer them. And then anything else that comes through my mind when I read these, I'll kind of give you my input because I also want to ha- I have a few topics that, wanna, that I want to talk about that aren't like full length podcast episodes, but just kind of like little talking points that I'd like to get to. So I have my phone here. I'm not ignoring you if you're watching this on YouTube. I'm just referring to my notes. Um, so we'll first start off with a DM. And again, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram and you can send me a DM there. You can send me an email too, but I would figure Instagram is much easier for everyone, which is at Detail Groove. And then on Friday, this Friday, the 20th, I'm actually opening enrollments into my beginner level course, um, No Talk, Just Action. So this course is, it's literally like an hour long. It's meant for beginners that are that are having a hard time starting their business and they want to get their first five hundred to one thousand dollars in less than sixty days. That's opening up on Friday, the twentieth of this month, and it'll be, it'll be open for a limited time. So, anyways, um, the first DM that I have right here says, um, "Hey, I'm just starting out my journey, creating my my own detailing business, which is great. Um, would you recommend I charge people less, considering the fact that I don't have my own water or electrical source yet?" Or is it reasonable to charge my regular prices? Okay, so this one um, is a very, very, very common question of whether or not you should charge more or charge less or charge the same um, due to the fact that you don't have your own water or power source. Now, um, I've told this story at least a million times, but I get it. There's new listeners. There's people that barely have, you know, that barely came in contact with my content maybe, you know, a week ago. So they haven't heard the story. Um, But when I started back in 2011, um, and for many, many years, I primarily only used the customer's water and power. No one ever told me that I couldn't use their power. No one ever said like, hey, you know, give me a discount because I'm because you're using my water or power. Like for five, seven years, I primarily use the customer's water and power. Now, for some of those years, I did have a generator. And when I needed to use the generator, I would actually use my generator. Um, but that's typically at apartment complexes or just like like at a business location, like where I'm like in a parking uh, parking garage or parking lot or parking garage, actually. Um, but other than that, if I'm at a customer's home location or I'm at a location where I'm able to use their power and water, I'm going to use that. Now, one thing I've never carried with me, or I shouldn't say never, but one thing that I basically never had was a pressure washer or water tank. Um, I never actually carried a generator. Even if I was working at an apartment or at a business location with no water source, I never took a pressure washer or um, or a water tank or anything like that. So I've always I've always not used um, water, at least like a pressure washer in the traditional sense. So um, and, and throughout those years, um, I always charged what like not whatever I wanted, but I always charged what I thought was a fair price for my services. I never factored in. Well, because I'm not using their, because I'm not, I don't have my own power, I guess I should give them 10% off. Or because I'm using their water, I should give them $50 off. Like it, it was never a problem, right? Like every customer I ever serviced never gave me a problem, a qualm, an issue, a concern about me using their power or water. Every time, not every time, but 
frequently, like more often than not, when I'd get to the customer's job site, they would say, hey, the, you know, the, the, the water spigots over there. Hey, the electrical uh, outlets over there. Hey, if you need the water, get ready, let me know. Like that would routinely happen. Um, and also I disclosed that on my website um, of like, hey, like I, the only thing I need is a, an electrical outlet and a water source nearby. That's literally it. Um, when, when I would talk to them on the phone, I would also confirm, hey, yeah, by the way, the only thing that I would need is a water spigot and an electrical socket, socket nearby. Is that, does that work? And that's literally it. Like that is literally it. That was the reach, the extent of what I did to make sure I had what I needed in order to get the job done. But as far as pricing goes, I never factored that in into um, the final price. Because remember, like, it's what it's the final product that you're delivering, meaning, you know, the service. It's the final product that you're offering. It's not how you're actually doing it, right? Like, so, like, so, so, like, it, it if you carry a 50-gallon water tank versus, like, a 100-gallon water tank, like, should you charge more, right? Or, like, if, if you do a rinse wash over a foam cannon wash, like foaming it down, washing it, rinsing it, all that, like, do you charge more for that because it's a foam over a rinseless? Or, or are you selling the actual end result, a clean vehicle, a clean, dry, detailed vehicle? Like, like what are you, what's the actual end results? And does that process get in the way of that? Or does the process, you know, like, is there a reason why you should factor in whether you're using water or power from the customer or not in order to achieve your end result, right? Probably not. So, um, in that sense, I'm going to say, no, don't say like, don't in your head, don't say, okay, well, I'm going to charge less because of my, because I don't have water power. Um, because I know of like, I don't personally know. Um, but I, as far as like reading and seeing people online is where they're charging premium rates, right? Paint corrections, ceramic coating, interior cleaning, but at, at a premium price. Um, and they're still not using power water, uh, like, like their own power water. They're still using customers power and water. So I think it's absolutely fine. Um, what, what I would say now, it's it, make sure that like if, because when you're first getting started, you're going to have some level of, or, or you're going to have the lack thereof confidence, right? Because you, you don't have that much experience. You're still talking to people. You're still talking to customers or, or you're getting used to doing all that, that there is a level of like, can I actually do this? Um, so over time, you just, you get better at things. Like if, if I go back to when I talked about, when I talked to uh, customers and said, hey, I, I need your power and water, like, yeah, there, there was a level of, like, uh, comfortability there, right? Not so much that, and don't put that com- that uncomfortability on not having power water, but it's more so, like, you're just talking to people, right? Like, if you were to say, if you were to have to sell a, a, a $1,600 service to a customer, like, would you feel comfortable with that? No, until you get a few reps and until you get go through those repetitions, then you build up that confidence and that, familiar, that familiarity of, like, how to actually sell it and how to communicate it. Um, so it, it, it's probably not so much that, like, you don't have your power water. It's just, you're just not comfortable or haven't done enough reps in explaining what you need but again the first four five seven years i mean i literally 90 percent of the time when i was at a, at a customer's home location i would end up using their power and water and it was of no problem to the customer like they always said hey the spigots over there electrical outlet over there do you need an extension cord do you need water do you need like they would always be very very giving now that that highlights the point where if you do have a customer that says whoa you're using my power. Um, can you give me a discount? If you have a customer like that, should that even be your customer? Like, are you, are you happy with someone that would question or kind of demand a discount because they're using because you're using their water and power? Right? Is that the customer? Is that the type of customer that you actually want? Um, I would say probably not. Right? You want the customer that's like, oh, hey, it's absolutely fine. You need water? Oh, it's over there. You need the power? Oh, it's over there. 
And, you know, some people will, will, will kind of bash that and be like, well, you're not professional, bro. Like, well, you know, you, you shouldn't even be asking for, for customers power and water and you're charging them that much. You're such a scam. You're a clown. It's just noise. That's the distraction. Everyone's always going to have something to say, right? Like, it, you're never going to please everyone. So don't worry about what someone else is saying or someone, what another detailer might say about that type of setup. So many people, I mean, I would say a majority of detailers to some degree run that setup for a while, meaning not having a, a generator or a pressure washer to get the job done, right? Eventually, when you get to that point, when it makes sense, when you have enough customers and revenue, yeah, in order, like, you would want to upgrade to a bigger van, a bigger truck, to an actual water tank or pressure washer because it does make your life much easier, right? Um, uh, in, in my HHR panel, the milk truck, I used, um, I, again, I didn't have a, I didn't have a water tank, a pressure washer. I don't have any reels, a hose reel. I didn't have an air compressor. Um, and it's like, and and contrast that to now where we have a 2015 ProMaster with a, you know, uh, 7,500 watt generator and a, and a compressor and a, a, a huge um, um, extractor and a 100-gallon 100, 100 water tank. There is a distinct difference between how easier it is to get up and work versus not having all that in your system, in, in your van, um, so there's a difference between having that setup and not having that setup, but I wouldn't just a circle all the way around. I would not say charge less um, or discount just because you're you, you don't have the pressure washer or water tank. It, it once you actually get going and you're actually getting those reps in, it's not that big of a deal. I'm telling you, it's not that big of a deal. As far as talking to the customer like that, when it comes to like you working, yes, it it, it would be easier if you actually just have your own set, your whole you know your entire setup because. You can just get out, open the doors, turn on the generator, and start working versus like bringing down the, the electrical reels or the cords and the machines and plugging it in. Like in that regard, it makes a difference. But as far as like doing the detail and charging what you charge, I would put it as a no factor. Okay, so that's that part. Um, and that's another point where like, so so for instance, that that in itself is a problem, right? Like figuring out, oh, can, can I use the customer's power? Can I, can I use their, their water? And one thing you really want to, you know, kind of drill into your head uh, is that you are in control of everything, right? You can't control everything, but you can you can control what you can control, right? So um, just to give you like a few examples, like can I control the YouTube algorithm, right? Can I control this video to go and get more views, right? Like it, it, like these, you know, specifically these, these uh, podcast YouTube videos, they don't get many views, right? Because they just don't, right? Now I can I can I can't go to YouTube and say hey like can you change the algorithm to fit my needs you know to to fit me in a favorable fashion I can't do that right but what I can do is work on the thumbnails right maybe that I can increase the the the, the viewership over time I can work on the thumbnail creation right I can work on um you know making sure that I let everyone know when the podcast episode comes out right so I can't control how many views it actually gets through the algorithm, right? I can't say, hey, can, can I can I get, you know, 10,000 views on this video? But I can only control what I can actually control. And that's, you know, being consistent with the uploads, creating quality content, um, sharing the the podcast with everyone once I actually publish it, right? Like these things I'm in control of. Um, or when it comes to, you know, um, and just, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of things that like, that would best fit you, but it's like, you can literally think about it in any fashion whatsoever. Like in any way, it's like you can only control what you can control so it's like if you are worried about like hmm i, I don't have this pressure washer what do i do it's like well what can you do right maybe you don't have the funds okay so, so you don't have the money for it but is there really any other solution that you can do or that you can work on in order to still achieve your goal right so if you're like oh i don't have a pressure washer i don't have a generator so so what do i do it's like well 
we'll just use the customer's power and water, right? You're in control of that. You can ask them if they have power and water. That's well within your control. Maybe the budget of that equipment is not, but you can ask them. And that's that's very easy to do and you can still get the job done, right? So you are in control of your life, right? Whenever you're in a, in a, in a bad spot, right? It's, it's you know, your, your back is against the wall and you're not too confident in what's happening in your life or, you know, just things aren't going your way, right? You're not making as much money or you have bills coming up or, you know, this customer's upset and they want to redo or, you know, whatever this, whatever it might be, right? You have to look at yourself in the mirror, right? Whether that's, you know, physically or just mentally and say, Oscar, you're in control, figure it out, right? There is a solution out there. I'm not saying it's an easy one. I'm not saying it's a cheap one. I'm not saying it's not one that's going to take time, but there is a solution out there and you and your job is to figure that out. Right? In whatever case that is, right? Like you have to have that that gritty mentality of like, I don't care what it is. I just know I'm going to figure it out, right? Have confidence and the no confidence of what you're going to do next, right? Like if, if, if you know, if someone says, if someone told me, hey, like go run through that door or just open that door and, and, and they're saying, hey, but when you open that door, when you open that door, there's going to be 10 new problems for you to solve, right? I don't, I don't know what that door is. Right. I don't, I don't know what's, what's behind there, but if I open that door, it takes me to the next level of the business, but they're telling me, Hey, but, but there's 10 other problems back there, right? You can stay right here where you're comfortable with no problem. With everything's running smoothly. But if you open that door, you're not going to introduce 10 new problems. Right. And what I mean by have the confidence and the lack of confidence is I don't know what's behind that door. I don't know what those problems are. I don't know the extent of those problems or the severity of those problems. But what I do know and what I have confidence in is myself to say, even though I don't know what's behind that door, I know once I get in there, I will figure everything out, right? It doesn't mean it's going to be the best solution. It doesn't mean every every solution that I come up with is going to come out with a positive outcome. I just know that whatever decision I make, I'm going to go in with it with the full confidence to make it right. And even if a bad decision is made or I don't get the results that I want or I do indeed get bad results from that decision, I have the confidence to keep on moving forward with that decision and making it work out. Even if that means at the end of the day or whatever, that it still didn't work out in my favor, right? Even if it's a full loss to what I did, I'll have the confidence to keep on pushing forward, right? So that so that's what you need to have um, with literally everything because like when you're starting your business, like most things that you do, you're not gonna, you're not gonna know what to do, right? You're not going to know what to do with most things when it comes to hiring someone, firing someone, when it comes to working on a paint system that you haven't like, you know, working with really soft paint, working with really hard paint, um, you know, like working with an exotic vehicle versus just like a big old truck. Like these are all problems you're going to have to solve. And some, again, are going to be much easier than others, but it's like they're problems nonetheless that you're going to have to like just kind of get in front of and say, okay, how do I tackle this? Like there's, there's, I can't Google this because it's a very like specific problem, uh, a specific problem. Um, I, I kind of need to solve it right now because I'm with the customer or, or like this, this, this needs my attention right now. Um, and you need to have that. Okay. Like, I will just figure it out. Whatever that means, I will just figure it out. So that was a quick little tangent on there, but let me go ahead and look at another uh, question here. Um, so this one, this is actually off of a reel that I posted not too long ago um, where I said the reel was basically detailers want to start a detailing business, but only focus on detailing. And, in the caption, I talked about how you actually, need, you know, detailing in itself is maybe 20% of running a business, right? Um, which is like, if, if you want to run a detailing business, it's most of your time and attention won't be about detailing. It's about everything else. 
And this person put, um, so it would be smart to brush up on window tint skills and maybe offer that service as well. So the reason why he, he said that is because he thought he meant like, hey, like you just can't offer detailing services. You need to offer more services to make more money. And although there is some truth to that, obviously, more services, more revenue, more, you know, higher average ticket price. But what I meant by that um, is like you have to focus on, again, the 80% of the business, right, which is the marketing. And within the marketing, there's so many other like subcategories to that or, or sub-levels to that because, you know, you could just say, oh, market your business. Oh, yeah, I'm focused on marketing. But it's like, what kind of marketing? And within what kind of marketing? Like, let's say what platform or what avenue or what channel? There's many other things below that, right? So, for instance, let's say um, you wanted to focus on what I always talk about, SEO, search engine optimization. Well, it's not just, you know, it's not just your website. So one part is getting your website up and running, which should take you no more than like four hours to do, right? On Squarespace, you buy a domain, you get signed up, you, 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 you create a few pages, your website is not live. It's not that difficult. But then is you have to optimize it, right? So within website creation and search engine optimization, you will learn a few different things, right? You'll learn copywriting. Not as far as like, you know, copyright infringement, protective rights, not that, but more of like the words on the page. You're going to learn the basic principles of a website design, right? What, what, how do you actually create one that converts to get people to actually sign up for your, for your, um, to fill out a form or to give you a call. Um, and from that, you might learn a little bit of photography, right? Just, just a little bit, just to, just to get the best photos that you can to display on your website, right? Not to become a professional photographer, a photographer that knows everything, but more so just, just to get the basics down, to have a decent lighting that your, your image isn't all blurry, that to make sure like, you know, just basic, basic, basic things. Um, but that's still something you have to learn. Whereas if you go and say, okay, I want to go market my services on YouTube. I want to start uploading YouTube videos. It's like, yeah, guess what? YouTube has nothing to do with detailing because now you have to learn about, well, what's the best camera? How do you get the audio? How do you upload a video? How do you edit a video? What software do you use? How do you make these edits? What's, how do they create? How do you create a thumbnail? How do you, how do you, um, how do you optimize it? So then it's like, it's so many other things aside from just detailing that you have to spend your time on, right? And it's like, that only happens, that's going to keep on happening over and over and over. So when I meant about, um, you know, if you're a detailer and you want to grow your business, you just can't focus on the detailing side of things. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean add another service because you're still going to be in the same situation, right? If, if you're offering detailing services and then you, and then you go and add 10 services or PPF, whatever it may be, and you're still not doing everything else, it's like, well, you know, you'll probably see a, a little bump in revenue, but it's like, you are missing out on a lot of customers, a lot of revenue, a lot of potential, simply due to the fact that you're still only focused on the on the on the technical part of things. So whether it's 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 detailing or tint or PPF, but that's the only thing you're focused on. You're limiting yourself on where you can actually take that business of yours, right? So it's like you. So so marketing can be many things, right? Not that not in the sense of like you have to do everything, but more so of like choosing one channel, right? Like Instagram, YouTube. SEO, like that in itself brings a bunch of other problems that you have to work on in order to really optimize your business. You can't just look at it in a one-dimensional way of like, yeah, detailing is just detailing. It's like, it's not. It's it's 100% not just detailing. So we are coming up at 18 minutes. Let me see. Let me, let me quickly answer this last one if I see it here. Um, and yes, yeah, right here it says, um, so one thing I'm struggling with is socially networking. What helped you find a mentor if you had one? So this one's saying, how do you find a mentor? Because I, I, I want help. I want assistance. And I and, and he's asking me if, if I found a, a mentor. Um, so no, I didn't find, like, it depends what you mean by mentor. Because you could you could pay for a coach, right? And could you consider that a mentor? 
you know, I don't know. I guess I would fall more under coach or consultant if you're actually paying for them. But in a traditional sense of a mentor that's like helping me out that like I talk to every couple of times a week or per day or whatever. No, I, I've never had that. Um, nor did I grow up with like like other entrepreneur friends or people that had their own business. Like uh, not, my, not many of my family members had their own business. And if they did, you know, it'd be one of those like, you know, kind of not shady, but just kind of under the table kind of business. Um, so I didn't have any entrepreneur friends or family members that started their own business. And I don't really have anyone as I was building my business that I would like bounce ideas off of, excuse me, that I would bounce ideas off of, or that we would kind of talk and, and, you know, do things like that, that I never had any of that. So my form of like mentorship was like, you got books, there's podcasts, there's online courses that you can purchase. You can hide, you can pay someone for an hour of their time and talk to them. So, you know, in the beginning phases, obviously, well, if you have the money, it's different. But like for me, I was broke at, you know, when I was 20, in 2011, I was 18 years old, broke. Um, and, you know, just year after year, I would just chip away at what I could do. So, you know, in the early phases, it is simply just reading every single blog post, getting your hands on any books that you can, um, you know, Audible or buying physical books at like Barnes and Noble, um, watching a ton of YouTube videos. And, and I, I would, I would strictly stay with, well, not strictly, but I would, I would stay there first, you know, YouTube videos and blog posts. Um, and when you can, when you, when you find a good one, um, you know, you buy a book and you implement everything that you learn. Cause that, that's a big part of things. Like you have to actually implement what you learn. Like nothing comes out of not implementing, right? If, 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 if I'm, if I'm your mentor, right. And I say, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll mentor you. Right. And we talk for one session and you come back to me the next session, whether it's next day or in one week and you don't do what I said, I will never talk to you again because then it's just, you're, you're wasting everyone's time, right? Like. And it's like, and I'm not being rude. I'm just like, I'm giving you the, the cold hard truth when it comes to consuming books or blogs or videos. Like, so what you watch those videos or you read those blog posts or you read that book, what good is it if you don't go and take action on it, right? So let alone trying to find a mentor, like a physical, actual human being to help you. And you're not going to take action on that. Like, why should they help you at all? You know? Um, but it's like, I, I, I could not say that I, I, I personally mentor someone. Like, again, I have students inside of like SEO for detailers and detailing as a business and no talk, no, and no talk, just action. But those are students inside a course. And yes, I offer coaching to some of those programs, but like, I wouldn't really say I'm a mentor, right? Like that's still like, um, that's still more like a coach kind of thing. Um, but again, I, I don't know what exactly that person is, is um, referring to, but as far as like an actual mentor, no. But again, over the years, I started off with the free information, um, blogs, YouTube videos, and then I would buy books. And then over the years, like as you get better and as you start making money and as you're like, oh, I can, I can you know, I can hire this person. I can hire that person. Um, then I would start like, I would pay for like an hour time of like some YouTube coach or some um, SEO coach, consultant, whatever you want to call them. And so over the years I did, like I did pay for someone's time, right? I'd pay $300 to speak to someone for an hour. I spend $400 to speak to a coach on Google ads. I would speak, you know, I'd pay $250 to, you know, talk to someone on, I don't know, you, you get the point. Um, so over the years I did pay for people's time to ask them questions but, you know, I wouldn't say that was a mentor, but it's going to be different for everyone. But I, I wouldn't say, like, please don't think that you have to go get a mentor or go, go start asking people to, like, for them to mentor you. There's just so much free information online that, like, that in itself can get you a long way if you actually implement. Like, if you actually go out there and do the work and, 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 and like, implement what they're saying, like, you'll get results. And then once you start making enough money, you're like, hey, now that I have money, can I pay for an hour of your time? then things are, are a bit different. Um, but no, and like, I've never had a mentor. I paid for coaches and consultants, but I don't know. I've never like, I don't know if 
the exact you know definition of what they're using as a mentor. So I'll end the podcast right here, actually. Again, on Friday the 20th, I will be opening enrollments into No Talk, Just Action. It's a fantastic beginner-level course to just get your, get those first steps started in your detailing business. You're not going to learn everything about running a detailing business. You're not going to learn the ins and outs of, of communicating with a customer or selling your services. or like That's not what you need right now. If you've been on the fence about starting your detailing business, if, if you just keep on making excuses or you're procrastinating or you keep on saying, like, next week I'll start then no talk, just action is probably the best fit for you, right? It's, just, it's literally like, a, it's almost like an hour-ish long, but it's their short, bite-sized, actionable lessons for you to take. That way, in 60 days or less, you make $500 to $1,000. And the reason behind that is more so of as soon as, once you make your first 100 it kind of gives you that small little confidence, of like, oh, that was 100 bucks. Can I go make 200 now? And that snowball effect starts to happen. So with no talk, just action, it's meant to just say, hey, Cut the excuses, cut the procrastination, cut like all these things that you think you have to do. This weekend, you're going to go out and make money or you're going to take action to actually see results. So that's the point of no talk, just action. That's Friday the 20th and it'll be open for a few days. So other than that, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can check the uh, description box down below to sign up for the waiting list. If there is one, I don't remember. But to check the other links, like the ultimate guide to start your detailing business. And if you're listening to this on the podcast and audio only, then you can check the show notes for the same links. Thank you very much for tuning in to another podcast episode. This one's going to be like around 25, 24 minutes long. So that's probably one of the longer ones that I've had. Other than that, I'll talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.